Welcome to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast by Scott L. Wyatt, President of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast, where you will find both the audio and a written transcript for today's podcast. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast featuring Scott L. Wyatt, the president of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. I'm your host, Steve Meredith, and I'm joined in studio today as he's working on his microphone, as as I always am, by President Wyatt. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hello, Steve. Terrific. It's a great day today. So um, we sometimes do these out of time a little bit, but this one happens to be right in time. We are in the week right before school begins, and uh, we decided that we'd like to start a new tradition and invite members of our student government to come and the incoming new student government to come in and talk about the upcoming school year. So why don't you introduce our guests? Well, we're delighted to be joined today. We've got two of our student body officers, um, Jeff Carr, who's the student body president, and then Chris Westwood, um, who's one of the directors in student government. Uh, both of them from out of state. So, really, Jeff's from Dallas, Texas, and Chris, you're from Burbank, California. But you've got connections in Utah, so it's not like you discovered this place uh, just barely. No, but well, we wish we had. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to our podcast today. We're talking today about with school starting on Monday, with all the freshmen all over campus. Um, what is it that students are really looking for? Why, why come? You know, I think that uh, there's a combination. I think that a lot of the new freshman students are really looking to kind of find themselves as people and as adults. And I think that uh, the students who are coming back as sophomores, juniors, and seniors are trying to solidify that. And they're looking to be to be kind of swept away in the college life and kind of as they lose themselves, to find themselves. And I think that can take different... Uh, avenues for what that would mean, whether it's like finding themselves spiritually or finding themselves intellectually or finding who they really feel like they are as uh, as as people and where they want to go with their life. And I think that uh, the university offers a really wonderful opportunity for them to kind of be on their own in Cedar City in a in a kind of safe environment for them to experiment and figure out what they like and what they what they believe and what they want and really really be around like-minded people who are looking for the same thing. Yeah, Chris, why did you come? Um yeah, I, you know, a lot of what Jeff said, I'd have to agree with that. You know, getting getting out, it, kind of finding oneself um, you know, some people, they just want to get away from parents. Um, others, you know, they just want to, you know, kind of prove themselves. And I, I think that's, that's a big part. And, and one of the thing that for me, that brought me here is just, I feel like in Cedar city, it's just like this, this wonderful place that, you know, people can really develop and find their potential. Um, there are so many things to do around here just with the natural environment, the, the, uh, national parks. It's just a great area to come out. And it's for something for me, uh, it's just been an area that I've always passed through and it's just somewhere that I always loved to visit. Um, and it really just does feel like home for me. Yeah. It's kind of like a 
place, what I'm hearing you both say is it's kind of like a place of coming to yourself and uh, fully immersing yourself in a life away from home for the first time. Well, not necessarily for the first time, but for some it's the first time, some it isn't. But immersing yourself into life and discovering a little bit about who you are. Absolutely. Definitely. By the time you get done, what is it that you really hope happens to you, Jeff? What are you hoping? When I get done? Um, That's a year, two years from now, right? Uh, yeah, just about two years from now. Uh, when I get done, let's see. You graduate. When I graduate, I, I'd like to have uh, like my direction in place for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm still, I'm still in the process of kind of finding myself and what I like and what I want to do. And I, and I think that I have a lot of, a lot of ideas in that and, uh, being involved with student government has helped and becoming, uh, involved with, uh, with school and academic life and, uh, really getting to know the professors has helped me. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of mentors and people like, Doug Bennett and people like Rick Barrett that have helped me see kind of where I want my life to go. But I guess what I want for when I graduate is, um, I guess it's twofold. The first one would be, uh, I don't want to have any regrets for things that I didn't do, um, things that I didn't try. Uh, cause I feel like this is a really almost unique environment to, uh, try new things and to see what you like in, in an environment where it's, you're not like you're going to get, you're not fired. You're going to school. Uh, it's not a job. It's it's academic life, and there's lots of opportunities and clubs on campus for you to pursue the things that you're interested in. And then I think also I'd like to have prepared adequately um, for whatever my future is going to hold. Um, I'm planning on attending law school, and I'd like to I'd like to have taken the LSAT by that point at least, and figured out a little bit more of where I want to go with me and uh, and my future family. Chris, what's your hope? Number one hope? Um, yeah, you know, a, a lot of what Jeff said, uh, you know, I kind of feel the same way. Um, a college is just kind of this area to, to find what you like, to, you know, find out who you are, what what, what you kind of want to do in life. And I also feel that just the, the professors at SUU, all of them in the political science department, history department, whatever department you're in, they, they really do help you to find what you want to do in life, what direction you want to take. And, and for me, um, I'm also kind of on the law track along here with Jeff, you know, maybe going to law school and, and getting a master's and, and things like that. And so those are the things that I hope to, to be able to achieve. And so SUU is going to be a really great point to jump off from, to know what I like, to have experienced different things, to try to have tried, you know, different, um, academic, um, just focuses and, and just kind of moving on from that. So that's that's what I really hope to, to get from just kind of going on through SU and graduating. Three lawyers. Yeah, Steve. There's, there's, there's got to be a, a joke about three lawyers and a musician walk into a bar, right? I mean, there has there to be probably, some kind of... There's, there's got to be one because the, the, we all walk into a bar, Steve. It's that's just right. a different bar. That, that's uh -huh. right. Yeah. And the we, we walk now, in where that, he is. That is excellent legal humor. Four people and, walk and into a should bar. And uh, should remain in court. Well, I think we're hearing a theme, and the theme is... Um, What's so interesting to me about what we've been talking about so far is kind of discovery. And Steve, as we're 
working here at the university, a lot of times we find ourselves wishing that when students came that they knew what they wanted to do so that the first semester we could get them in the right classes right. so that they could graduate earlier on time. And and um, and some do. And some do. And many don't. And many, yeah. And, and part of what we're hearing from you, Jeff and Chris, is that one of the reasons to come to a university is to figure out what you want to do. Not that you know what you want to do, so you're coming here to get it, take care of it, but you're coming to figure out what you want to do. Well, and sometimes you know what you want, you think you know what you want to do, and you figure out that you were dead wrong, and that's that's something to be grateful for, because yeah. if you just went straight into the job field for that kind of a thing, you could realize that you'd made a mistake. And I think that the university offers a wonderful environment where you can, you can fail forward instead of just failing, I guess. It's a great time to practice failing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, t- I talked to a lot of students and my own kids that this is the time to, to figure out, to practice, to take some risks, uh, to, to learn I how still, to... Ha- I still practice. Yeah. <laughs> at least once, twice a week, just to keep in practice. I, I'll have a huge embarrassing failure. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's kind of, it, it's a great time to, to learn how to take criticism mm-hmm. Because it's going to be part of the work environment forever, and yep. a lot of people don't ever figure out how to take criticism well. And it's a great time to learn how to have critical conversations with people. That when you're when you've got roommates or girlfriends or boyfriends, and you think oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bring this up. And the reality is, is that's a great time to bring it up because the the stakes are lower. Definitely. Yeah. Once you get a real job and you've got real clients or whatever, then all of a sudden the stakes are higher. This is this is the best time. I agree. You obviously both are driven and successful young men. What what took you to um, be part of student government? Was it was it that? Have has this been a part of your lives through junior high and high school or or did you just come to this since you got at the university? And, and sort of what brought you to student government? Um, I think, uh, is it okay if I, answer, if I answer first? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, for me, it wasn't always a part of my life. Um, I grew up very much involved with the arts and with theater. And I, I danced and I sang and I was in show choir and that kind of thing. And I didn't, I didn't have uh, a lot of interest in... Uh, government or student government, um, or really academic life until about my senior year of high school. Um, and although I'd always liked school, I uh, I took a government class and it got me kind of interested in politics and the political sides of things. Um, and then, but that was but that was it for the, at that point. And then I when I when I got to the university, I took a political science class and I was an acting major at the time, and uh, it was just fascinating to me and it was something that. Uh, really just kind of drew me in. And so I switched my major and I started kind of thinking more along those lines. And so when the opportunity came to get involved in student government, it seemed like a like a really cool way to practice a lot of the principles that I'd been learning. Um, and I really, in my first, uh, in my first few semesters here, came to love the university. Um, and really, I, w- I think that's what drove me into being as involved as I am with student government, as I saw a few things that I, I wanted to fix or that I wanted to do a little bit better, or that I wanted to do a little bit differently. Um, and that led me to run for office. And enough people, I guess, agreed with me that they voted me in, and then we've just been going from there. But uh, 
it was I I, I kind of happily stumbled into it, and it's been it's been really nice. Um, and and I think that that's the biggest thing that I found with um, the successful uh, I guess students on campus is they find what they're passionate about, and they and they use that passion as that fire that kind of helps them to want to go into the office every day or want to go and study for that extra test or want to like apply for that internship. And it's, it, it's the people who care, uh, who make what they care about matter. This will sound like a snarky comment. I don't mean it to be, but there's actually <laughs> quite a lot in common between theater and politics. <laughs> uh, seriously, a lot of the things that you learn in theater, persuasive speaking uh, in front of an audience, all of those things are actually Pretty good training as an actor to be a uh, to be a politician. Certainly, yeah. Mr. Well, Reagan we, thought, thought when so. When we um, <laughs> when we interview, not when I interview, but when when researchers in Utah and I think nationally it's the same. Interview businesses about what are you looking for in hiring new graduates. They always say four things. At least four things become a theme which uh, includes critical thinking skills, oral and written communication skills, and problem-solving skills. Two of those are communications. Right. And it doesn't matter what line of work somebody's in, whether it's law or management or arts or, um, I mean, it's a long list. It is. Everybody's got to be able to communicate well the more successfully someone communicates, the better they are. That is a Definitely. big part of this experience. It is. Absolutely. Chris, what, what brought you to student government? Well, um, through high school and middle school, just kind of growing up, I never was, never was really involved with any SPB or any type of uh, management thing. But I was in Boy Scouts, and that was, that was kind of where I you know learned that I liked to serve people. I liked to... Um, you know, get events together, make things work, plan out things. Um, and so that, that kind of had, it wasn't really student government though, but I, I did like to serve other people. Um, and kind of a similar experience with Jeff is I took a, um, AP government class my senior year of high school. And I just, I really liked it. I, there was a lot of things that came up that were just really interesting to me. And so I was like, okay, you know, that, that kind of seems kind of cool. Um, when I first came to SUU, I, I, I was actually, I think I was an engineering major at the time and I took some engineering classes and I was like, you know, this is fun, but I, I liked my poli sci classes better. And I just looked, liked learning how things come together, how politics is just kind of the art of the possible. Um, and that, you know, student government position is, you know, what, what can we do? How can we as a school, you know, get to be better? And, and my initial joining, um, SUSE was actually kind of a funny story with Jeff. Um, we were in, um, professor Barrett's class and I was sitting right behind him and we'd always, you know, talk about things that were in class. And he turned around and he was like, Hey, Chris, you should apply for SUSE. And I was like, okay. And, uh, so then I did. And now here I am. So that's that's kind of what wanted me to to just help out SUU and and make it better and and be a part of it. So and Chris, some of the listeners won't know what SUSA is. Oh right, uh, SUSA is just the the student <laughs> government, um, the student association, um, and so that's just what the SUSA means is is student student government, and the, the, you might see it around quite a bit. Very good. 
Well, so when you're talking to freshmen, you've seen a lot of freshmen today. Indeed, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going through their minds? You know, it's it's fun to watch because you see you see different things. You see some of them that just look like they're in a complete panic. Um, some of them look like they absolutely know what they're doing, um, but they look a little bit like they don't know absolutely everything. They just think that they do, and it, I think it's a lot of just mixture of nervous excitement. It's a lot of a lot of a lot, they're going into the unknown, and that's something that's always a little exciting and a little frightening. Um, and, they're, and a lot of them are leaving home for the first time. And that's also something that can be exciting and that can be frightening. And I think that they're really looking for what is going to, I guess, define them in their university experience. And they don't know what that is yet. And so it's a lot of, you see a lot of eyes that are looking around for what could be their next thing. And I, I saw them walking around the, the student center today and everyone had booths up. Um, the different organizations did for the different things that we have on campus and you could see them going around and they were they looked like they looked like they were all little Sherlock Holmeses trying to find <laughs> where where was where would be the best place for them and what would be the the solution to their to their puzzle and and it's cool to see and this will be a place where a lot of them will be able to find their thing whatever that may be what can the university be doing to help this we know that we need to teach well and help students get credentials. And we think we know a lot of other things, but when you're describing the, this um, kind of journey of coming to college so that you can discover yourself, I think, Jeff, you said everything from spiritual to purpose to careers and just all of these things about everything that's going on in your life afterwards. What should we be thinking about um, in addition to teaching? I think availability is a big one um, and ease of access to these different organizations. Uh, and I think that Cedar City offers uh, offers a lot of that already. But What, I th what do you mean, um, organizations? Like kind of like the event that we had on campus today where we have lots of different, like the, it's almost, it looks almost like a career fair where you have just lots of different options for people to go through and choose almost like ice cream flavors or something. And I think that uh, we do a good job of putting stuff like that into the student center. Um, but I think that if we really facilitate uh, and encourage students to be looking for a, some way that they can get involved, something that they can build themselves uh, and that we're here to help them with that, I think that that will do, that will do a lot of good for them. One on one relationships, students, faculty, staff, opportunities to be involved in things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, expanding possibilities, perhaps. Yeah, gaining exactly. self-confidence. Steve, do you remember this day? Yeah, I do. Steve and I are Waiting about the same Waiting in the bottom age. of the park building up at uh, University of Utah in a great big long line uh, <laughs> to register by hand, by paper for class. They had just recently left stone tablets, I think. That's how old, how old you and I are. I, I, I wholeheartedly, um, uh, you know, I respond positively to what Jeff was just saying. It was a long, as a long time teacher of music, one of my most compelling arguments for coming to join the choir, and I've been a choir guy for 30 years, was, look, 
you don't have to be a music major. I mean, some of you are going to be music majors, and some of you are going to do this for a living, but most of you are not. But come and join this activity, this thing where you have a group of friends all of a sudden, because otherwise, it when you moved away from home and you're kind of feeling lost, the, some of the things that Jeff was describing, finding something to do, whether it's going to be in choir or joining some sort of a club or or finding like-minded individuals or, or going to a, a church group or whatever it is can can really be a lifeline, uh, particularly as you're just starting out. I know it was for me in uh, in my college experience. How about you, President? You remember, yeah, I, you remember day one? No, I, I actually don't remember day one, but I do remember when I registered and they discovered I hadn't taken the ACT test. <laughs> uh, uh, it wasn't really something I was thinking about. I had a scholarship to, to participate on a team. If I just leave it like that, you'll think that maybe it was the basketball it was team. Athletic. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> well, now we need to dig just a it little bit deeper. Team. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Uh, still a team. But budding, I wasn't really concerned. I wasn't no. concerned. Somebody said, you can't, uh, this nice lady at the desk, you can't register until you've taken the ACT test. And I said, so how do I do that? And she said, well, if you just go down the hall, this was Old Main at Utah State, uh, you can just take the test there. So I walked down, took the test, came back, and signed up for my classes. I, I still don't, to this day, know what my score is. And I, <laughs> and I obviously didn't study for it. It didn't hold you back. No, it was... Um, but, but, I, but I'm remembering so many moments that, that what you're talking about, Jeff and Chris, um, come back to my memory. And one of them, one of many, was that when I had your job on campus, Jeff, the, the president of the Black Student Union came to me and said, why don't you join our choir? I think, Steve, what you were talking about is what brought that memory back. So all of a sudden, um, I'm a member of the Voices of Praise Gospel Choir. In my wildest imagination, I would have never seen myself singing gospel music with uh, the Black Student Union. You but, know that at some point we're going to release an album called Scott Wyatt Sings Your Favorite Gospel Hits. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm to- I am totally in for that. Or just a short solo of some kind at some sort, of, some sort of faculty gathering. I've got a tape. Excellent. I w- I've got the tape. I've already got a tape. I out. need to hear that. But we had, oh my goodness, we had, this was, uh, the, the choir was mostly the football team and me and um, and then the women obviously weren't on the football team, but we had some guys that could sing. Um, and we started singing songs I'd never heard of before, and, and it was a culture that I'd not been involved in before. I came from a very undiverse town, small town. But it opened my mind, opened my eyes. It gave me an appreciation for people that I didn't know. And All of a sudden you had a new group of friends. I had a new group yeah, of friends. Absolutely. My life is more rich. It's an experience I wouldn't have had. Wow, yeah. I, I think that's kind of important with just the getting involved and doing something on campus, being part of a, a community, is making new friends, trying new things. I mean, f- with that experience, you didn't expect to be there. But, you know, you, you gained a lot from it. I think that's that's something that students can really gain if, if they just get out there and get part of, a you know, an organization or a club or, or something. I'm speaking to the freshman class Saturday. 
what's one thing that I should tell them? I, I could actually divide <laughs> that question up um, into two and make it harder. Um, what in the world would a brand new freshman want to hear from a university president? And secondly, what should I tell them? Mm. It mm. might be the same thing, but it might be very different. Oh, I think that they'd want to hear that uh, everything is going to be fine. <laughs> I think they'd want to hear that everything, no matter what they do, they're going to succeed. Remain and... calm. Steve, I, I don't think the world has changed because that's uh, what we want to uh, hear every day yeah, too. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I think that what they, perhaps what they should hear, um, and I think what can be a really, uh, a lesson that's at least helped me in my life um, is uh, don't be afraid to fail. And, or if you are afraid to fail, accept that you're going to fail and that that's not going to define you. Um, that your perseverance is going to lead to success eventually and that you're going to figure it out. Um, and so I guess that what they want to hear is that everything is just going to work out. And I think that for the most part, everything is going to work out. But there's going to be a there's going to be a journey to get there, and that uh, one failure doesn't define you. Um, that a few failures don't define you. That you're going to fail a lot along the way. But that if you learn from it, and if you and if it's something that you can use uh, to find, if you were on the wrong avenue, the right avenue, or if you were just didn't quite get all of the fine tuning right for your idea, that you can fine tune it next time, and that you'll get there, and that. Uh, it's, it's kind of like everybody wants the sausage, but nobody cares how it's made. Um, I mean, that's probably not the best analogy, but just... No, it's, a, it's not a bad one. And it, it, it reminds me of another analogy, which is uh, we're, all, we're all like a pitcher. Mm -hmm. But we're motion pitchers, not single shots. Right. And if you take a snapshot of any one moment, it might be a good or bad moment. And if we define ourselves by that moment, either direction is not a good thing. Exactly. We're movies. We're moving pictures. And I think that too often um, our generation uh, is looking at social media and looking at the best moments which are online and thinking that, oh, I'm not measuring up to this person's idyllic Instagram life. And it turns out that that person's having just as hard of a time as they are. But it doesn't look like that. And I think that people would do well to, especially new students, to know that Everybody, everybody's got problems. Everybody's failing. Everybody's, and everybody's at the same time succeeding. Everybody has victories and failures every day. And that, uh, as long as we're learning from them and we're moving forward, then we're all, we're all becoming better people. I think that's terrific advice. It is. And put the phone down and look up. Is, it, you know, it, it, you're here in a beautiful, beautiful place. One of the most spectacularly beautiful places in the world surrounded by people who want to help you and want to be your friend with your hand up in front of your face with the phone in the way because you're checking social media. It's a, it, it, it's a group of friends, but they're not the friends that are present around you. And I, think, I actually think that's great advice. It is probably one of the, well, if it's not the prettiest, it's one of the prettiest campuses that, that's out there. But aside from the campus, seven national parks within a four-hour yeah. drive... <laughs> yep. Closest one's twenty minutes away. This is oh, yeah. this is epic. 
Definitely. I mean, I went to Zion's National Park just last weekend and I try and do a hike or tennis every week as much as I possibly can. And, and you know, you, you'd really miss that if you're just looking down at a screen. You'd, you'd kind of get a, a fake reality, I guess, you know, something that's not really there. Um, and, uh, you know, students need to put down the phone sometimes and just look at what is in front of them. Um, and then just going on to, you know, maybe what should and maybe what actually is done um, might be different. You know, I, I just letting students know that it's going to be hard. There are going to be some days where they just don't understand topics, that they don't understand the teachers, but that even though if they don't understand, they can get through it if they, uh, you know, just kind of persevere through it and and try as hard as they can to ask their teachers teachers are available they want to talk to students to to go up and you know you know i didn't understand this topic during class can you maybe explain that to me and teachers are happy to do that and i've done that to teachers where i just didn't understand something in class um, teachers are, are totally available and want to help um, and so i think that's one thing and just letting students know that yeah it's it's going to be hard but you'll get through it just kind of like jeff was saying um, that, you know, you will fail. There's going to be classes that are going to be hard, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to learn. Sometimes I think we might learn more from our failures than our successes because then we know what to do or what to not do. Um, and we know how to maybe overcome the next time, uh, maybe retaking a class. Maybe that's something we have to do, but maybe we can gain more from it that that second time we take it, or maybe that, that third or fourth time that we try and do something, um, that we can keep on learning from it. So even though we might fail, it doesn't mean that we don't learn. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it really depends on students are going to fail, but what do they do with that failure? Do they, do they stop? Do they give up or do they learn from it, move on, apply what they've learned from that failure so that they can succeed another time? And I think that's something that, that students that are, are new and coming in should definitely know. I, I tell this story almost too much, but my dad took college algebra three times <laughs> and became a PhD electrical engineer and the most prolific writer in his department. Yet so many people after struggling with the first math class say, I, I guess I'm not gonna be an engineer or struggle with chemistry class and say, well, I guess I'm not going to be a physician. What they're forgetting is exactly what you've talked about, Chris, which is the way to become a great engineer is not to have everything easy because being an engineer is a hard job. It's learning how to push through and just keep at it until you figure it out. In fact, my dad said that he thought that his struggle with math was probably one of the things that helped him more than anything else because engineering is projects that take years to work through and he had developed in college an ability to just keep working and not stop. I think that's really a cool story. Yeah. It's my favorite story about college student. Three times. But he knew what he wanted to do, so he just kept at it. <laughs> Fail. There's a difference between felling at an event and felling as a person. Right. And yeah. felling at an event. It's human. It's human. It is the human experience. Yeah. Um, you, you're both um, thinking that you're headed to law school. In my, when I was running um, 
a public law firm, it's a prosecutor's office, we intentionally made a decision to not track win-loss records. And the reason for that was I did not want anybody to shy away from hard cases because they didn't want their win-loss record to look bad. And the win-loss record was never part of employee evaluations or wasn't discussed at all. And we knew that some people would automatically lose more because they were doing harder cases. So right. it was the idea mm-hmm. that um, losing is a good thing if, you're, if it means that you have taken on something hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a Teddy Roosevelt actually spoke spoke on that in terms of boxing. We should get him to come and speak. We should get him to come. You know, he, he would, would be, be amazing. Speaker, He'd be so yeah. good. He'd whack everybody with the stick. Oh yeah, uh, holy cow! <laughs> but he sick. talked about it. He talked about success and failure in terms of uh, in terms of a boxing match. That uh, you're going to take hits and you're going to give hits. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people spectating, but the, at the end of the day, nobody matters unless they're in the arena right. and they're actually getting it done. The person in the arena. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to just take out of that, that like, there's going to be, yeah, there are always going to be people watching you. There's always going to be people who are going to make judgments, but nobody, nobody matters except for the people in the arena, sweating it out, throwing the punches, taking the punches and learning from the fight, whether they win it or lose it. And if they lose it, they'll win it next time. Uh, it's like Rocky lost the first time, then he came back the second time and got him. Uh, yeah. Uh, to be one of those unfortunate, timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My other favorite boxing quote comes from the great philosopher Mike Tyson, and it also has to do with the same thing, which is, that we all plan. We all make plans, right? <laughs> Everybody's got a plan, and it holds up until the first time somebody hits you in the face. Yeah. And, and <laughs> college is actually quite a lot like that. You may have plans on day one, and then something, math, I don't know, whatever it is, might hit you in the face. And uh, the question is, do you get up off the mat? Yeah. Yeah, kind of going off of that, um, there's a one of my favorite stories is about Mike is about Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas. Um, and Mike Tyson had been undefeated. Uh, he was the reigning champion, and Buster Douglas came out and he said, "I'm going to beat Mike Tyson." And no one and everyone said, "You're crazy. You can never beat Mike Tyson." And so they get in they get in the ring, and the first few rounds, Buster just keeps getting smacked down. Um, they think that it's all over. And then in the second to the last round, Buster Douglas just comes right back. And he smacks Mike Tyson so hard, he knocks him out. It's the only time, the first time that Mike Tyson had ever been knocked out. And after the fight, they, they, they came to Buster and they said, look, what, what happened? What changed? Um, and Buster Douglas said, look, um, my mom used to tell everybody or told everybody that I was going to beat Mike Tyson. She told everybody she knew that her son was going to beat Mike Tyson. And a few days before the fight, my mother passed. And so I had a choice. I could either make my mom a liar or I could get out there and I could fight harder and I could win for mom. And I think that, and, and the lesson I think to be taken from that is it's not, it's not the specific instance, but it's the why. Um, and that your why has to be greater than your fear of defeat or than your enemy. And that if you want something enough, then you're going to find the strength in the last 
inside you to do what people consider impossible and to go further and to fight harder and to come up with that new idea that it has to come from it has to come from within nobody can make you do it but that if your why is greater than your punch so to speak then uh then you then you can do the impossible and that's one of the things i heard you say jeff and chris both is that one of the reasons why you're here is to discover your why absolutely what is it that i want to do what's my purpose in life Okay. Excellent. Let's get on it. You've been listening to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast featuring Scott L. Wyatt, the president of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. We've had as our in-studio guests today two members of our student government, Jeff Carr and Chris Westwood. And we've been privileged to have a nice conversation with them. And I think this is a great new tradition we've begun. And obviously, we are back to once a week podcasts now. So... Make sure you join us every Monday when we release a new version of Solutions for Higher Education. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Solutions for Higher Education. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast where you will find both the audio and a written transcript of today's podcast. The original music for this podcast was composed by Jack Barton, a master's degree student in music technology at SUU. For more information about Southern Utah University, please visit www.suu.edu.